Thanks to our sponsor, Walker Digital, who have stepped in to help the Numbers Game podcast with their social media. Walker Digital are a digital marketing agency covering strategy, content, video, implementation, and education. The team at Walker have spread the word of our clients and love working with businesses doing good things helping them to grow and reach more people so they can scale and get larger. I know personally, the first thing I did when growing our business was to outsource social media, blogs and copywriting because I knew it was something that was not the best use of my time and the team at Walker Digital smashed it. Sometimes you need to walk before you can run. Find out more at their website, wlkr.digital. This podcast is for educational and informational purposes only. The conversations are of a general nature and do not qualify as financial or tax advice. We recommend before you make any financial decisions, you consult a licensed professional. Individuals on the podcast may hold positions in the companies discussed. Welcome to episode 42 of The Numbers Game, where we work through all things numbers and make them as sexy and exciting as we can. I'm joined by my co-host, Nick Riley. How are you going, my friend? Marty, I'm going well. Recovering from COVID, as you know, so I'm five or six days into a one-week lockdown. Uh, through the worst of it, come, I've come good just in time to spend some time with you, my friend, and... Um, and Greg, in replace of Jace, I was looking forward to uh, having a different voice. This isn't against Jason at all. I'm just saying sometimes it's good to get some, some, some different people in. So looking forward to, uh, to hearing what Greg has to say today. Well, Nick, Nick, Jace isn't here, mate. He's up in Noosa having a holiday, right? And no doubt the government budget's been on it. This is what accountants do. They just party big time around exciting things like budgets. So we're very excited to have Greg from Future Advisory in. He's a good mate of Jason. He's a fellow director. So it's great that you could step in and step up, Greg. You know, someone's got to do the, do the work. Welcome. Nah, thank you, thank you, uh, thank you for the call up, and I'm excited to make my debut. So, um, a bit of long term listener, and um, yes, yeah, first time on, on a podcast. So, uh, go easy on me, boys, and and, and happy to uh, to fill in. Oh, we'll go easy on you, mate. We'll go real easy on you. <laughs> you just make sure you don't steal the limelight, mate. Uh, that's that's all we ask. Exactly right. Well, look, today we're going to start off with the warm up, and Nick, what are you going to be talking about today? Um. The importance of understanding and setting habits. Um, I'm reading a really good book at the moment called Atomic Habits um, by James Clear. A lot of people would have read that book. Um, some of the stuff that Greg's going to share with us today um, really resonated with me because I'm reading that book. So um, it was just a coincidence, really. So, yeah, the importance of understanding and then setting habits. And Greg, what are you going to cover? Uh, today I'm going to uh, touch on stepping out of your personal comfort zone. So breaking down your somewhat perceived walls and uh, finding a way out. Uh, it's exciting stuff. It's going to be a little bit of personal health this one. And I'm going to talk about how you can be really good in one context, like in business, and be absolutely appalling in another. And Greg's going to show you how to do both, really. So I'm excited about this episode, boys. Let's play. All right, let's kick it off, boys, with reading the play where we talk about what's going on in the world of numbers. And um, I think we're going to start off with uh, you, Mr. Chief Riley. You've got some interesting uh, interesting information about taxis. So take it away, pal. I have. And, um, you know, everyone would know this ongoing battle that has been going on for, for 10 years or so between taxis and Ubers. Um, personally, you know, we had the dirty taxi driver. Then all of a sudden, Ubers come in and they're the best in the world. 
Now Uber, um, well, not only is the price going up, but it's very hard to catch an Uber at some times, a lot of cancellations. Uh, I know I've noticed that a lot lately, ordering an Uber only for it to be cancelled. So as time does, though, time heals a lot of things, particularly bad relationships. And uh, what we're seeing now is Uber and taxis joining forces to provide a better service for consumers or those seeking um seeking a ride or a lift somewhere so basically where i'm going with this is uber has done a deal with yellow taxis in new york um yellow taxis will now be able to uh fill rides on the uber app so if you jump on the uber app and you would like to book a ride somewhere not only will you have access to to uber cars but you'll also have access to yellow taxis since 2019 there's a 22% uh, there is 22% less drivers in New York as far as that's taxi, that's taxis, um, Uber drivers, and also there's, there's other um, ride companies as well. So, look, I think it's really good. What does it do? It gives the taxi industry the ability to grow again um, and it gives Uber, this is in New York, access to, to 14,000 new drivers, just, and that's just in New York alone. Uh, there's been six countries where this has been done, as in where Uber and Taxi have joined together. Makes you wonder if Australia's next. And it just made me think about the relationship between Uber and taxis. Um, you know, Uber being dr- uh, blamed for the collapse of the value in taxi licences. And, you know, Taxi went as far as suggesting they were responsible for the deaths of a lot of taxi drivers um, who committed suicide after... I guess their superannuation was tied up in these taxi licenses that were now worth nothing. So um, it's just interesting to see Time Hills, um, not just personally, but in business relationships as well. And I think it's a smart idea. As I said, Uber, that little niche they had of being so quick and cheap um, and always on time and reliable has slowly disappeared, I've found. And I think most people will agree with me. So I think it's a good thing. So, Nick, was there a buyout or is it just the two independent companies working together? It's just a partnership. So, this Great is how idea. I understand it. Yeah. So, it's really just Uber leveraging their platform. This is the way I look at it. It's Uber, Uber le- leveraging their platform and having a, bis- a bigger distribution platform to, I guess, fulfill the service. So, um, I guess, if the, I assume this is how it's going to work. If a taxi driver is looking at the Uber app, uh, there'll be rides there that it can accept and it, it can go and fill, and I'm, I'm going to assume it's on the same rate that the Uber drivers fill. Uh, they just play that role. Um, so it's a partnership, not a buy. Yeah, it's one of those things now that you've said it, you can't sort of unsee it. It just makes sense, doesn't it? So what a great idea. Well, uh, something that really surprised me um, yesterday, and I just thought of this now, but I'm obviously at home because of COVID. Uh, we have a second TV in the house that doesn't have Apple TV and I'd put up with it for about two months and then I just bought one yesterday from Amazon. I think I bought it at around, uh, what's today, Friday? I bought it Wednesday night at around 9.30 p.m. On, p.m. on Amazon. I had a taxi driver drop it off to me at lunchtime um, Wednesday, uh, lunchtime yesterday. So not even a 24-hour turnaround time and a taxi driver actually delivered it. So... Yeah, this isn't just Uber and taxi. There's obviously a lot of businesses starting to leverage um, the taxi drivers now. And it makes sense because it's probably hard to get couriers um, given the lack of 
people we've got to work in the country now. So Make, makes total sense, and I'm sure your Uber Eats will be uh, now you know, yellow taxi eats no, in not in not too distant future. So we should be getting our meals in ten minutes. Well done, Nick. That was good. Now, Greg, I'm going to. Um, I know you're excited about the budget. You've you've got some things for us that can help us individually. What were you? What were your big takeaways from you know from your perspective? Obviously, there's a variety of um, things that came out of the budget, but uh, just at a higher level, um, some things that hopefully some of our listeners listeners can uh, can take on board. Um, a couple of years ago, uh, they introduced a, it's called a low uh, and middle income tax offset, um, which is a, an extra thousand and eighty that um, you got. Um, refunded um, you know, part of your tax return. Um, they were potentially looking at taking that back out this year. They've decided to to keep it in, and they've extended it to uh, an extra four hundred and twenty. So depending on where your income falls, you know what I mean. Um, that might fall at fifteen hundred, um, um, which is not, so, sort of if you're at a tax rate of about thirty seven and a half percent. You know that's another thousand dollars of deductions that you would have had to find to get that refund. Um, so it's a good little top up to to get, especially with the cost of living, to get that back into people's hands. So as soon as you lodge your tax return, um, this will be filtered through, you know what I mean? So pretty excited about that. Um, for the ones that are on pensions and carer support, job seekers and youth allowance, they're doing a, a once-off $250 uh, cost of living payment. So this won't be taxable at all. Um, so if you fall into those criterias, um, there'll be an extra $250 coming your way to especially with the, the cost of living to, to help. Um, my my this- dad's so excited, Greg. He's so I can tell you now, he's just ready to go to the Lilydale International and hit the pokies. He, he can't wait. So, you know, that's, that's great news. I'm so glad you jumped in there, Marty, because I was going to ask um, both of you, do you think that actually has an impact? Like, I get that $250 for some people is far more than $250 um, for others. I'm not ignorant enough to not understand that. But I think when we look at inflation, um, when we look at you know petrol prices, although there's, there's, there's going to be some relief there, but is it really, is that even for a pensioner, does that even make a difference? Greg, you might know um, doing people's tax returns and talking about refunds and whatnot. And Marty, it's, it's interesting to hear what you say because because of your dad, and I'm not sure if you're joking or not there, but <laughs> I'd, I'd be interested to see if this actually has an impact. Um, it just, to me, seems like, you know, I know Labor's come out and said buying votes, but why not make it a thousand bucks like you did for the for the other rebate? Like, 250 to me just seems like they're just doing it just for the sake of it. I think it's just a, a bit of a sell, look, uh, the propaganda to, to look good, that we're good in putting money money back to the people that need it, you know what I mean? But, yeah, where that money goes, that goes very quickly, you know what I mean, um, in terms of where, where the cost is and the fuel and everything like that. Um, but, yeah, I think it's more of a, of a sell for me, but obviously people take the money that they can take, I guess, so. Yeah, I think two hundred and fifty bucks. I mean, what is it? A couple of tanks of petrol and some fish and chips. So I mean, but I think about it all seriously and going, okay, well maybe they can get to a wider spread demographic of seniors um, to help out. Other than maybe if it's a thousand bucks and they haven't got it in the kitty, that they, I think they should all get two thousand to be blatantly honest to make a real impact. But but I think if um, I think. At least that way they spread it wide because it, it, it would actually mean a lot to people that are really, really struggling, I would think. So something's better than nothing. And I guess it is, I guess, a bit of a vote a vote grab. But I just go, look, it's something. It's better than nothing. So I guess I'm the internal optimist on it. But I know my dad was excited. 
for 250 bucks <laughs> tax-free that he doesn't have to work for. So I go, if they're excited, that's uh, I don't think it'll swing his vote, but he's excited, so it's a good thing. Uh, what, what do you got, Greg? What else? Uh, awesome. You're talking about petrol prices, obviously, the, oh, the excise tax, you know what I mean? So I think it's uh, the government takes 44.2 cents, you know what I mean? So they're going to reduce that for the next six months by 50%. So um, hopefully that will help at uh, the bottom line on, 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 the, on the Bowser, I guess, you know what I mean? Because those tanks are really... Uh, Filling up, you know what I mean. So um, I've heard from Marty's his what what um, previous podcast how much it <laughs> cost to top up uh, his uh, his beast and um, uh, all the money he's saving on his those coffees that he does at home as well. So Mate, I was um, ready, I was ready to put the car into a wall and just take the insurance <laughs> because it it just it was getting out of control. So that so what will this what will the tank come down by? How many cents are we going to get back? Is it is it like twenty two cents in the in the leader? What's well, happening? Well, they're taking here? it. Uh, the, the 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 tax is coming off by fifty percent. How how it comes to the Bowser, I don't know. You know what I mean? So their government's going to less tax them by you know half, so twenty two cents. But yeah, hopefully that feels through and everyone feels it rather than the Thank the fuel goodness. companies. Uh, you know, managing it somehow, I guess, and, and so making a profit out of it. It's ten so. percent. What 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 is the price of a liter now? It keeps bouncing around, but it's low twos, right? For, yeah, for, it's two bucks thirty the yeah. other day. So you're looking at a ten percent drop, hypothetically, give or take. Yep. If they pass it all on, which which yeah. I think they said is going to take six or so weeks, because obviously the bowsers or the, the tanks are full of petrol at historic prices. So I think they yeah. said it takes six or so weeks for that to actually filter through. So so that's that's coming along. Uh, the other one is obviously the government trying to get businesses to, to spend a bit more money. So are the uplifting the, the skills and training with the, with their team or their staff and um, spending a bit more on technology. So uh, for the year, uh, closing out the year from, from budget night the other night to the end of uh, 2024 uh, uh, financial year. If you spend $100, uh, you're going to be able to get a deduction of 120 you know what I mean? So they're trying to push to get more money spent into the economy and obviously uplifting the, the skills and training for the staff as well, which is, uh, which is a good, good thing. Yep. So uh, How that works, you know, what I mean? obviously you have to keep track of it properly because obviously they'd be in the tax return, there'll be a label to, you know, obviously uplift that extra, you know, 100 to 120 deduction. So, and was it a, was there a limit on the amount? Like, is it 20 uh, percent, or are you saying? Nah, so you got 120 dollars for an example. If you spend 100 bucks, um, yeah. obviously depend on your the size of your business. You know, what I mean, you have to fit into the criteria. But if you spend 100, you know, what I mean, which you'll normally get a deduction for, um, you know, you'll get the 120. Obviously, okay. at your tax rate or you know the, the company tax rate, if that's how it falls through, you know, it's 25 percent. Um, that you get same so for that hundred bucks, the extra twenty bucks, you know what I mean? You might get Yeah. Okay. So quickly, you know what I mean? So So would a thousand spend so. mean you claim twelve hundred? Yep. Yep. So yeah. and do we know if there's a cap on that? As uh, to how much you can claim before they nah, stop getting the twenty percent? Yeah, uh currently no, it's still going through, but yeah, there, there's there's currently no cap at the moment. So yeah. um but we'll uh, we'll get more details to come out shortly. Mm, that's good. Um and then yeah, just finally to to wrap that up, there obviously there's it's apprentice, uh, apprentice wage subsidy, um, so that support's been flowing through for the last little bit, and um, that's going to carry on. So they're going to extend that to try to get people to employ apprentices and um, incentive to for businesses to hire. You know what I mean? So I don't know what you think, Marty, but I think they're the best things that they can do if they can, like, as business owners. And Greg, you'd agree with this too. But I think the one thing that can fix a lot of problems is to get business owners to spend. So if I look at the things that we do, we would love to get um, we, we would love to get some support to train, to hire new staff, 
You know, I know Marty's always talked about the company tax rate and how they should just reduce it because we'll spend more money and hire more people. But if, you, if you're talking where I think the most impact can happen, I think it is in business because that then filters through to um, most of the economy. So it's, um, it's good to see. And, and, and like I said, it sparked an idea for me that, you know, they were talking about unemployment coming down now to 4%. And, you know, companies obviously are looking to grow again, which, which is great. But the cost of actually recruiting talent is so expensive. Like even to have support in regards to these types of incentives to bring new people on, um, just to cover some of the recruitment fees would be astronomical as well. Because again, the every every business wants to grow in better times. But again, you've got to get the talent, you got to get the talent pool up and get them in. So, but it's a costly exercise to find great talent. So yeah, anything we can do on you know apprentices coming in and getting some subsidies. Um, to help us out to keep growing. I think business owners will generate obviously more revenue, which then filters into wages, more opportunities, and everything starts to tick over again. But it's um, it's good. Yeah, the the recruiter costs and the market sort of dried up in the professional industry. You know what I mean? Uh, the recruiter costs have uh, gone up, but obviously they can filter some good talent. But a lot of strategies that some businesses start to use is trying to go themselves to go poach staff, and then instead of paying the recruiter hire the staff, say, hey, you know, the recruiter fees are, tw- you know, 20K, whatever it might be. Hey, I'll give you a signing bonus, 15K, come on with us, you know what I mean? Uh, straight up, we'll match your wage and we'll give you a 15K signing bonus. So this is a strategy if they can find the right people that they know of to try to poach rather than go to the recruiters, go directly to the employee. They get a top up of a, a, bo- a signing bonus and they get them across to get some good talent across. So that's a new strategy that people are, well, not a new strategy, but a strategy that people are really sort of leaning on wherever they can find the talent at the moment in the professional industry. Poor recruiters. Jeez. Is <laughs> I feel for them. Uh, look, I'm going to uh, I'm gonna finish off the three by saying I finally get the metaverse. Marty gets the metaverse. Uh, I've joined the dots, and if you thought the Zoom background, changing your Zoom background was good, well, I I was listening to Zuckerberg on a couple of podcasts over the last week, and I thought, wow, that uh, virtual reality, what they're creating now in the market is literally going to be astronomical. Because we've been talking about the NFTs, the non-fungible tokens and things over the course of the podcast, and I've always been sitting here going, yeah, I get it, but I don't get it. But we'll be able to have meetings, and I'm thinking within the next three to five years, what he was saying, somewhere overseas, we'll have the virtual reality stuff on, we'll have gloves on, and it'll be like we are there. Like we'll be able to feel the sensations of the room. Um, We'll be able to buy artwork, digital artwork, to represent our boardrooms in the virtual world. We'll be able to buy houses in the virtual world. We'll be able to rock up in those houses and in those boardroom meetings in our own avatar. And then of course, we're going to need digital clothes, which we can then buy to turn up to these meetings. It it is the way they are thinking, I'm going, almost don't feel like a human being anymore. It, it is literally like you want to go and have a concert in Elton John's house. There's there's going to be a fee, but you can go and do that and it'll feel as realistic 
as you being there. That's the level of technology that is coming in and how dynamic that technology is. And it's still not quite there yet. They were talking about that they still have to get this eye traction monitoring so people can really engage uh, as if they were really there in real life. So it's there's still work to do around it, but it was absolutely amazing where you'll be able to spend money in this metaverse. So I was sitting there going, okay, Zuckerberg came up with Facebook and everyone thought he was crazy at the time, right? Now it's, you know, billions and billions of dollars. And he's going, he's thinking about this for this same specific reason. So people are all going, shouldn't invest in Facebook because they should concentrate on just doing the ads. That's where they make their money. Mate, him like Elon Musk, totally different tangent, and, and just, I got it. I actually, it doesn't necessarily mean I agree with it because I feel like, goodness me, although I could be a lot more handsome in the virtual world, I'd be thinking, uh, and, just... and decked out, decked out in the finest of digital clothing, Nick. My so, question to you was going to be, have you started working on your avatar and give us a bit of a give us a bit of an overview oh look a chiseled jaw is uh, probably the first thing I'm going for uh, so, but, but but think about it think about it guys you you could go to Richard Branson's Necker Island and have the experience as if you're there and it reminds me I read this book uh, Brave New World by uh, Aldous Huxley back when I was in high school and they talked about having these types of feely chairs where you'd sit in the chairs, you'd have virtual reality experiences and it would be like you were there. And this goes in regards to intimacy with a partner. I mean, it's scary what that book presented, but that linked to me when I heard Zuckerberg talking about this in the metaverse, I go, oh, I get it. You will be able to be spending money living as if you are in this. Usually you'd think it's a game, but it's not a game. It'll be an alternate universe that you'll be operating in for business, for life, uh, for holidays, um, digital Airbnb. It's it's endless the way they're thinking, and I thought, very, very clever. Thoughts, boys, apart from how I'm going to look in the metaverse? <laughs> I've got uh, two, two, two things, and I'll start on the, on the downer. There's an article that came out last night about um, in the metaverse about uh, young girls getting virtually raped, you know what I mean? Um, so obviously as they try to uh, uh, manage this new world, which will come and will push, um, uh, you know, uh, young people that can get access to this. Um, you know, there's there's cyber brothels and all these other type of thing, and and men group of men uh, in this metaverse um, attacking um, younger and the way they speak to the, these younger kids. So there's a danger there that, that needs to be aware. Definitely. And obviously, it's a, it's a new thing, and we're it's filtering mm. through. But obviously, that just came out the other day um, or last night. I read the article. On the second second side is obviously yeah, you're saying for business side of things. You know what I mean? Um, your Snoop Dogg in Sandbox, you know what I mean? He's got his, his mansion, that type of stuff, and you can go through it, look at, you know, but also the, the tickets that they sell is obviously to get exclusive concerts, you know what I mean? Um, there's some people that do, um, who are presenters, uh, motivation speakers. Um, to get access to these motivation events, you have to buy tickets in, in their metaverse, you know what I mean? Um, and you get extra, you know, add-ons. So there's a there's an avatar type of thing, but there's the, the extra level that there's adding on that you – don't want to miss out, you know what I mean? And obviously, it's not going away. It's definitely coming, you know what I mean? Um, but there's still, it's so open to what it could be. So if you can get in early, buying and selling land, 
um, etc. You know, in the prices when they're only limited land available in that metaverse before they all connect. You know what I mean? Um, is going up in price and people are spending money <laughs> and just going into the digital world. I guess you mean on on my side that what I've heard and and read. You know what I mean? So that's, that's a great insight, Nick. We could be doing mortgages on metaverse blocks. Of, I mean, it's crazy to think, isn't it? That that's what. But you're right, Greg. You bring up an important point because again, they're having enough dramas uh, in regards to that downside of digital with Facebook at the moment, a number of enough different social medias. So, so how are they going to police it? And I think probably what's happening now is though they're policing the current situation that they need to, and that's going to have to be extended quite dramatically if that ends up all happening like we think it is. But crazy stuff. Like I just blows my mind really. Nick, what are your thoughts on it? Oh, look, it's a, um, oh, look, I'm, I'm open to anything now. I, I still wonder if it – I'm just confused about how it's all going to feel and what the experience is going to actually be like versus actually being doing it. But the the, the bullying and stuff, is that's something I didn't even think of. Um, so I'm glad you brought that up, Greg. You know, I was exposed to that um, during COVID. I decided to go get a PlayStation and go down the Call of Duty journey, which I've never – which I've never done, and uh, played a lot of Call of Duty over COVID. Um, you know, sitting at home and on a Saturday night. Can. Well, <laughs> I haven't touched it since <laughs> lockdown's finished. So, but what? What? Well, first thing is when I was playing video games, there was no, you know, there was no interaction with anyone else outside of yourself and your mate next to you who had the controller. So, just seeing that you could play with people anywhere in the world. Um, and then you could set teams up. It was almost like virtual reality to a degree, and you do start to feel like you are part of it. You actually started to feel like you were going to war because you had your team, and your team would, you know, set up. Um, you'd, you'd have a strategy based on whichever whichever version of the game you were playing. Um, but what got me was the bullying, and you know, not so much, you know, people picking on you know, one or two individuals, but just some of the language that I would hear out of young kids' mouths was just crazy stuff. Um, now, you know, I'm 39, so I didn't really care about that, but I can imagine how some young kids that would be on that game would have a significant impact, and that's just one game. Um, that's, you know, there's, there's hundreds or there's thousands of games out there where you can interact with people in other countries online. So, you know, you talk about the metaverse, it's just a completely new level. Um, to that, you know, we've got visual as well as just um, verbal. So, such a good point. But the mm. other thing is mental illness. Mm. The the warped reality of living in you know a metaverse situation and a, and a standard reality. That transition or that being you know a part of us as humans. There's a lot of questions that still need to be answered there because I think it could warp. Uh, warp with you and they're very aware of that too so it's like they're, they're not going to you know, obviously bring it out until they, all those questions have been answered but yeah that would that would it's very scary that's another really good point because you look at the the impact they're saying social media has on a exactly a warped reality but there you're looking at someone else and you may be upset that you're not you don't have what they have yeah, that goes to another level. If you go into a metaverse or a world that doesn't really exist, and then you come out of that world back to reality, what happens then? So that's a, another really good point. And there's a lot. There's a lot to think about. Yeah, and think about the addiction. Why would you want to 
be living in the real world when this metaverse could be so dramatically exciting on many levels. You go, there are a lot of questions. But I thought it was an interesting topic of discussion because I thought, I got it. I, I get what they're doing now, how they're going to monetize it, how they want it to be. And it scared me. But look, I wanted to go in and have a bit of a look to the way they were talking about it. So interesting times ahead, my friends. We'd love to hear from you. Send us an email, hello at thenumbersgamepodcast.com.au. All right, let's get into losing it, where um, we learn from mistakes and hopefully we get lessons out of them to save other people going through the uh, the same experience. And today I'm going to start off, boys. Uh, we're going to have a bit of a health theme here because we have our good friend Greg on board who's doing some wonderful things uh, in his personal life and his health. Uh, but I'm going to start off talking about me and which you're probably sick of already, but I'll go on. Uh, when I, I was always very fit. I used to play sport pretty much seven days a week, uh, tennis, cricket, basketball, anything that I could do. And I used to do that to offset being a business owner because obviously the chaos that we love as business owners, you need an outlet. Now, when, when I had a child, which was at the age of 40, it was a little bit later in life, um, something had to give in my mind, in my mind, because I was so busy and that was me. So it wasn't my son's fault, wasn't my wife's fault. It was it was me just actually giving up time of doing the things I would usually do to look after my new, new, new little family and also continue running the business. But what I started to do was once you drop that fitness, started to eat a lot more, then of course you don't start feeling as good as you did. And within the space of, I would think about five to six years, I'd put on 20 kilos, which was uh, which was massive for me, always being that type of sporty person. And to get it back at 46 has been a bit of a struggle. So my, my lesson in my losing it is you can still be very effective in one context of your life, but you can actually struggle in other areas. So it's really about trying to be holistic across the board. And I don't think I did that very well. And I would assume I'm only bringing it up because I feel like there would be people out there that, you know, are in you know, are in their work and, you know, working hard, have families, bigger families than mine that uh, would be going through the same thing. Um, so, yeah, so I would just encourage that when you have any of these life changes to really in big life events, include yourself in those plans and don't, uh, don't make yourself secondary because at the end of the day, it comes back to your own responsibility. And I certainly let my guard down. And even now coming up to, I think, 50 in April, uh, it's been hard to get back there uh, to, to that point. So, yeah, and you can use every excuse under the sun, which I will, to justify it. So it's, um, and you know it, but you know what it takes to not be that too. So it's very confronting. So thought I'd share that with you, uh, gentlemen. And uh, Nick, what do you think about the stop looking at my double chin, mate? What? <laughs> oh, no, I'm actually looking at the notes. Um, <laughs> oh, look, it's so true. And, um, you know, it's something that, that I'm actually extremely passionate about, as you know, because I've I've been um, I've been there and I've done it. You know, I've let work consume me too much and get 
everything else out of balance. But you know, the, the the older and the wiser that you get, you understand how important the balance is, and how you need to be healthy to you know. And and Greg will definitely dive into this a bit further. But you know, you you need to be healthy to perform at your highest level in your business. Um, you need to have good relationships personally uh, to perform in your business. You know, if all that falls apart, then your business, in my opinion, for most people, will start to fall apart as well. Um, and, you know, even some, some of the most successful people, we talked about Zuckerberg, and I listened to some of that uh, Tim Ferriss podcast, extremely balanced. You wouldn't think about it, but spends a lot of time um, fitness, um, you know, winding down, family, um, and that's, you know, that's really the pinnacle. If you look at business people, him and Steve Jobs and, and, um, and Elon, so when you think about we think that people like that are making sure they're balanced, then, you know, for people like us three and our listeners, it's extremely important. Um, so, yeah, so, Gregor, you've got a, a bit of a personal story that you were going to share and we're all looking, uh, looking forward to hearing it. Yeah, Gregor, and I'll set, up, I'll set it up for you, mate. You, you wanted to do something to get, to get healthier and you chose a path and made a commitment to yourself and I'll let you take it away, but it's really, really impressive because you are a business owner. So what, where were you at? Where were you at and what did you do in your, in your life? Oh, we can start from the beginning, but uh, obviously, yeah, Business owner, life stressful, lot going on. Uh, I spiraled. Uh, yeah, kids spiral. Weight dropped all the sport, and weight shot up to the to the heaviest I, I ever was. You know, stress was yeah through the roof. Thinking about stress, um, and having stress, and thinking about what you had to do, you're almost doubling down on your stress, so you're, you're getting even more stressed. Um, but back in uh, with the split of business and start up a new business. Back in yeah, October 2020, yeah, Jace gave me a call. He finished just running the tan, obviously a business partner. He was feeling good. He was feeling up. He said, "Let's. we know we're in a cycle of stress and we know, we know we're not feeling the best and we're not doing the best for the business just due to our physical uh, and mental state. You know what I mean? He goes, let's, let's, let's run. Let's, the last 20 days of October, let's, let's go five kilometers a day. I said, mate. I haven't, I haven't, I haven't ran, ran three times in the last year. How am I going to do 20 days straight? And he's like, all right. So I said, let's, and he goes, I'll challenge you. I said, oh, all right. He knows I'm a sucker for a challenge. And he said, let's, let's do 20 minutes for the last 20 days. So you can do as fast as you want, as quick as you want, but 20 minutes committed for the last 20 days um, and see how we go. And then we'll have a little bet at the end, you know what I mean, in terms of rewards. So in terms of some, some Under Armour gear or whatever it was. Um, and yeah, so that was 20 days and um, we hit there, did that, and I kept moving and made it 50 days, then went, went, went for 100 and thought, oh, might as well try to go for 200 and uh and as i sit here at uh i clicked over 537 um today this morning um uh of uh of 537 days of uh running constantly um and that's my habit i've changed and i've dropped 15 kilos feel better feel fresher mind's clearer you know what i mean um not only for the family but the business and the team um so and just a better vibe around me um, from it. So that's sort of how that began, I guess. You know what I mean? So that's such a good story, uh, you know. And I, as I said, that I'm passionate about balance, but I don't think I could have even done that um, to to not have a break. And you know, we talked yesterday about um, the times where you were injured because the first thing I thought about is injuries. You know, because I'm you know late 30s and thinking, geez, I'd I'd be injured. In in the second week, I'd be done because I'd do a calf muscle or something. But you just ran through that, and you know, there's a, there's a lot of people that talk about running through injuries within reason. Um, but you just kept going. So 
you know, that's what that, that's what fascinates me, how you haven't had a break. Like, that is just freakish, mate, to be honest. So, well so well done. Yeah, and, and I'm interested in the drivers because a lot of times when people do that, they will, you know, they will stop at some point. There'll be a break in the chain which 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 breaks the momentum. Like, what you must be approaching it in a different way. How are you thinking about it? Do you take it one day at a time? It's, do you have a goal with it? How do you how do you think about this? Because it seems to be just expanding. Uh, there's a variety variety of uh, different drivers, I guess, but uh, feeling more energised, um, um, being able to clear my mind and, and think clearer, uh, clear, clearly, uh, mentally and physically feeling better. Um, like I was saying before, prior to the, the streak, I guess you'll you call it, um, yeah, I was feeling out of control. I was ha- having high stress levels, uh, working ridiculous hours, eating very unhealthy. I'm probably not still the healthiest now, but um, energy was down and just the vibe around me was uh, just wasn't the greatest, you know what I mean? Um, so, you know what I mean? That they say the, the prolonged stress of, of business owner um, can, you know, you know can, can lead to a, to a poor immune system, lead to heart attacks, that type of stuff, you know what I mean? And there is scientific evidence out there that shows exercise um, can can help reduce that. So running happened to fall into my path. I wasn't a runner, but it fell into my path. But walking, riding, swimming, um, just finding your outlet to de-stress, um, it's an amazing feeling. Like It's funny how it works. I exert more energy from running, but when I finish, I actually feel more energized. The, it might be a placebo effect, but the the... The, the feeling is amazing, you know what I mean? So, um, you know, everyone's got their own hustle and bustle for their for their day, you know what I mean? But um, being able to bring it back to, to exercise, and it doesn't have to be a business owner, just individually everyone's got something going on. But, you know, um, my my thing is doing this exercise helps me uh, be better for the business, be better for my family, um, um, and, and, and I get to be the best version of myself or keep pushing towards that, you know what I mean? So that's my driver, to be the best version of myself. Would you say it's created another level of confidence as a, you know, with not just business but personally as well? Yeah, but obviously, like I said, it dropped, dropped weight. Obviously, I wasn't very confident uh, physically. Obviously, pushed out the weight and, and, and how I looked. But mentally, uh, uh, for, um, for myself and for my business and, and confidence, you know what I mean? As you feel better, you feel better about yourself, your vibe, your energy, trying to inspire people around you to be better, you know what I mean? Um, all, all plays into part, you know what I mean? Um, I know Jason loves to uh, to uh, tell my story, you know what I mean, to, to try to inspire people, you know what I mean, because obviously he sort of started it with me or got me into it, you know what I mean? Um, but you can inspire people to get out there, exercise uh, with COVID and everything that's happening in life, you know what I mean, to mentally uh, find a way to to get better and what worked for me hopefully can work for someone else, you know what I mean? Um, I've tried to take different people that, you know, might need a run or might need something different that they just – to have no time for, but if you make time for it, you know what I mean? It might make you feel better because it definitely did for me. As I said at the start, I'm reading a book at the moment called Atomic Habits. I don't know if you've read the book, if either of you have read the book. I think Marty, you might have. Yeah. 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 And it's, it's, you know, I've got some little habits that I just can't drop. Um, that I'm, so I thought I'll read this book because it's, it's come highly recommended. I'm interested, you know, obviously this is a fair switch for you, even though you, you know, you committed to Jace for that 20 days. Is there anything in particular you do to make sure that it is a habit and that you don't miss it? Um, is there, like, how have you built it into your routine? How have you made it a habit so it, you know, it becomes part of what you do, I guess, and not just on going for a run? Is, is there anything in particular that you've done to make sure that you don't miss it? 
Uh, there's a variety of things that's, that's happened along the way, I guess, you know what I mean? But they say t- it takes 21 days to form a habit, you know what I mean? Uh, obviously, that 20 days helped the, the, the challenge and then obviously went from there. But things that I've learned to weigh, obviously, everyone's life cycle or how their life be work or, or how, how they start in the morning um, uh, is different. I guess for me with the young family, um, they get up at 7.30, 8. Um, and then I start my day, start them, get them to, to school or daycare, whatever it might be. Then I'm hustle and bustle with work and then finish and then bedtime routine and then it, it's dark. So what worked for me was um, getting a, making a plan, working out what the weather is for the next day, have my clothes there ready to go. So there is no excuses. I get up, I get in the morning, not that I was a morning person, but I got it done because if I'd missed it, and then I had to try to find some time in the afternoon. Uh, my stress levels actually went worse, you know what I mean? So to get it in the morning ended up, even though I wasn't a morning person because I don't go to bed to, I don't know, one o'clock most nights. Um, yeah, to find in the morning was 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 my outlet and, and worked best for my cycle, you know what I mean? Um, so just find that time and making no excuses. Put it on the on the table. Get your running gear so you've got no time to think, you know what I mean? But just do it. I like that. Yep. No time to think. No time to think. Just uh, set the habit. Uh, the question I was going to ask is, let's say you're sick, um, do you still commit to the habit on that day? Like, do you still find some time to, to do that run regardless, even if it's a shorter amount because you're so committed? Uh, definitely, you know what I mean? So I've obviously had some injuries uh, along the way because obviously uh, uh, during COVID season, but still playing football as well. So that sort of throws it around. But uh, I suppose people's thing is, for running, I guess, um, they put too much pressure that they have to get a certain time, a certain speed, you know what I mean? They have yep. to get better. But you just got to understand that these recovery ones, just at your own pace, you can't be going full steam all the head. Because what they do is they get upset with their times and they just can't be able to go out the next day. So once I learned that, that it's not about the time on the watch, you know what I mean? Yes, it's 20 minutes minimum I'm sort of doing, but it's not about the time and how far I get, you know what I mean? It's just about getting out there, you know what I mean? Um um be regardless of sick you can find that 20 minutes can be slower you know what i mean um, um i've done some ones that i've been quite unwell and i've sort of squished it in right at the end of the night at 11 p.m at night just quickly jumped on the treadmill for the 20 minutes um but you just find time it's a, it's a habit and i feel i need it and it helps me be again the best version of myself so at the moment that streak is a little bit of pressure but um you know uh, it's, it's, it's also good to have I, you know what i'm mean? going so, a bit deep here greg what what was the moment where you thought I have to be the best version of myself. What what happened? Was there was there one particular thing where you go, that's it? Like what was it something with your kids? Was it something personally? Was there just this moment where you're going, I'm not being the best version of myself. Something triggered it because that's a I mean it's an amazing story. I can't imagine how you'd be inspiring your kids and your family and your teammates as well. I just think it's exceptional. Oh, it's just really what what, what triggered, uh, I guess, you know what I mean, was, was a photo with, with the family and I just wasn't uh, happy of sort of how I, I looked, I guess, you know what I mean. Um, obviously, there's a lot of stuff going on, you know, with work and everything like that, but just that trigger point of, you know what I mean, if I just keep going the way it is, it's not healthy for me and it's not not a, not a, not a good version of myself for, for the family. So that was that and, you know, that that adds on to I want to be the best version of myself for, for, for the team as well in terms of our business. So um, and, and inspire 
both on a on a personal and and obviously on a business level as well. You know what I mean? So yeah, it was a photo. Yeah, that's that's pretty powerful because I, I think I well I definitely relate to that. I saw a photo of myself just probably about three months ago. Okay, I've got to change something here. It's it doesn't even look like me. And I think if you don't see that photo, you almost disassociate from your look of how you feel that you usually are. So it's funny how you can yeah you can you can distort the reality, but sometimes you just catch that photo and you go holy crap that's that's got to change this is what i'm going to do i don't want these photos to be like i know it sounds crazy but it actually it hit me hard too when i saw it i'm thinking well what's charlie going to think when he sees that that photo i didn't particularly like it so yeah but mate you're the one that went running through you know 537 days i'm gonna uh i've, I've got some thinking to do but bloody inspirational yeah <laughs> Well, maybe, um, Greg, talk us through some of the milestones you've achieved. Obviously, you're obviously super fit, when it, definitely when it comes to running, doing that much running. Um, you know, what, have, what milestones have you ticked off as far as, you know, I know it's not about distances, but I do know that you've, you've, you've had a few milestones and what are you planning? Um, you know, because I guess you're at that point now when you, you are fit, you've lost all the weight, so there's got to be something there that's driving you generally or something you want to strive uh, towards so maybe talk us through that yeah obviously like i said up to 537 days straight which is uh you know obviously uh, pretty happy with that um minimum of 20 minutes but obviously there's some days that you know um which i did achieve was obviously run a marathon with jason which was pretty exciting probably not the best one to again debut on it was a, a hilly one up at the lilydale and the warburton the old rail trail trail you know what i mean so it was a silly one i think it was about 250 elevation gains so it was a bit of a silly one but um um, that was something to to work towards. You know what I mean? Like I said, I was not a runner at the start, so I was pretty excited to do to that. Um, in terms of numbers, Jay says oh, if you've done five hundred, you can try to do a thousand. But you know, five hundred was a was a tough challenge to get there, and a bit of luck as well along the way. But uh, I just do small goals along the way, small wins. You know what I mean? So I'm just trying to get to a a five 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 number at the moment, and uh, I'll reassess after that. Uh, I don't put too much pressure on it. You know what I mean? Um, I just just roll through it, you know what I mean? If I, I don't want to lose motivation, so I'll just get out there and get it done and, and it and ticks along. I don't really track the numbers that often anymore at the moment. I did early on, but uh, I sort of just let it roll. But uh, another, another marathon, if I can, you know what I mean? I'm trying to look at maybe I'm going to play footy again on the weekend, so I've just started footy again. But um, um, I'm just going to try maybe for the Gold Coast Marathon with Jace if I can, so I can tick off one. And if I can get a, a decent time on a flat track to, to understand that, then maybe, possibly... It might be impossible, but possibly at the moment I'll just try to positive outlook that, you know, if I can try to qualify for the Boston Marathon, you know what I mean, which is a, a low low three-hour time, then that's something that maybe I'll, I'll, I'll try to strive towards. But that's an out-there reach and then start doing some triathlons as well now, I think. So I've started got a bike and might get some tips off Nick, but, um, you know. Um, Stay on. Just different things to keep it going. So. <laughs> Stay on. <laughs> so, that's great. It's good. What, what, what do you think is the greatest lesson you've learned about yourself? During this process, what's your, what's your takeaway that you've learned something about yourself? A uh, strong will, you know what I mean, um, and structure, you know what I mean. So uh, I built my day to around it, I guess you know what I mean. There is the calendar, you built your work day, you got calendars, you got bookings, you know what I mean. But I book my time that I have this 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 run, this twenty minutes or a gap there that I I can get it done. Um, I make sure I get it done. I feel it's better for for me and sticking to a plan be business, be personal, sticking for it, no excuses, just somehow make it get it done. You know what I mean? It doesn't have to be fast. It doesn't have to be quick. It's just getting out there to the starting line and, and getting through. It's not the finish line. It's just 
uh, it's just to the next starting line again. You know what I mean? So got me fired up, Marty. Yeah, oh, mate, I'm ready to walk the driveway when I get home. Just <laughs> 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 no, that's awesome. That really is. I just love the commitment to yourself. Setting to me, uh, and I'm going into a key takeaway here almost, but uh, to me it's you've made an appointment with yourself. You've put you at the front and centre of the foundation of your world and that naturally extends to your family, to your kids, to your teammates and mate, it's really, really impressive and I think it's a great lesson for all people out there that no matter how busy it gets and it certainly resonates with me, you can make that appointment for everyone else but sometimes you don't make it for yourself. You've got to place yourself high on the hierarchy because if you haven't got your health, you haven't got anything really at the end of the day. So um, it was a big it, it certainly uh, impacted me my friend so thank you for sharing that greg nick what did you take out of today uh look for me it was you know i'm, I'm talking about this again because of the habits book but the importance of structure and you know a couple of things that resonated for me was greg mentioning that you know you said and you, you hear this all the time but set the clothes up at night so you don't have to think about it it just becomes part of what you do um and you know, building building his day around that because you know I can I can relate to getting to the end of the day. If you don't get it done in the morning, it just doesn't happen. Like there's always something that happens later in the day, whether it's work related or family related, that stops you from doing it. So you know, get up before your kids get up and just get it done and make it. You know, that is the first thing you do. So yeah, I think the importance of structure and just committing to it and um, making sure it's at a time where there's no distractions. So there's no excuses. Fantastic. And uh, Greg, you've been so good. I'm going to, uh, Nick and I are going to invite you to episode 43, mate. That's uh, <laughs> Jason's oh, still on holidays, too. So don't worry, yeah, Jason. I don't know if Do you heard not- about it, you might go, hold up. Hey, go take my uh, limelight. So, but, um, yeah. That was sensational, mate. Thank you for sharing it uh, with our listeners and our audiences. And if that resonates with you out there, please tell your friends and family to have a listen in. Uh, There'll be someone in your life that you could share this with that actually might change their lives. It might be one thing that Greg has said that really resonates that you take take away from uh, that has a massive impact. So thank you for being on the show. And thank you, listeners. You've been listening to episode 42 of The Numbers Game. Uh, You can hit us up on instagram at the numbers game pod individually at linkedin we're always uh we're very uh, active on linkedin uh until next time thank you and game over